Hey folks, uh, this is a episode 11 of Views from Venus. If this is your first time listening, welcome and thank you for listening. And then if this is your 11th time listening, thank you for always coming back. Um, we're coming off a one-week hiatus. I took a little bit of a mini break. Um, so if you're back for the first and the 11th time, like I love you a different kind of way. With that being said, I'm just going to dive right in. So episode 11, actually, no, we're not diving in. Let's rewind. (laughs) Those who've been listening know the drill. (laughs) Follow Views from Venus on Instagram if you're not already. So Views from Venus XO, Views from Venus letter X, letter O on Instagram. If you're on Twitter and you want to join the conversation, use the hashtag Views from Venus. We usually take our conversation to Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, there is where we can talk. Um, On episode 10, we had a little bit of a giveaway and um, I will name the winners of the giveaway in my outro. Um, By the time you've heard this, they would have already been called out on my Instagram page, Views from Venus XO. So um, you could follow and get it there, or you could listen in the outro, but the winners will be announced at the outro. Um, So let's get to it. Episode 11, The Matrimony. Um, So The Matrimony is an episode about marriage. I am a Disney girl, guys. I grew up watching Disney movies. Um, I grew up wanting... The fairy tale wedding. Um, I grew up obsessing over the big white weddings. Anybody who knows me knows, like, I'm obsessed with that stuff. Um, but as I got older, I came to realize that it's obviously not all about the wedding, it's more about the marriage. And upon having that thought, I came to realize that there's not a lot of conversations about marriage. Um, there's plenty of conversations about weddings and I feel like sometimes people confuse the two, but as in marriage per se, as in the trials and tribulations that couples endures and, um, the dating process to eventually marrying, like no one talks about that. So I just kind of wanted to give a perspective. I am not married. (laughs) Pray for me, y'all. Just pray for me. I aspire to marry. I find no shame or no fault in saying that I, Marissa, I I aspire to marry. So um, because I aspire to marry, um, there are other women who aspire to marry. I just feel like these are conversations that need to be had. So what had happened was, what I had did was, is I had conversations with four lovely women. Um... One being a newlywed, one being engaged to be married, one being married six years plus, and another being married four years. So um, I wanted different perspectives. Some of them are mothers. Some of them don't have kids yet. Um, Some of them have moved in before marriage. Some of them had it. I just wanted those different perspectives because at the end of the day, Um, We were all different women with different paths. So therefore, we need different perspectives. Um, 
the matrimony is going to be cut into two parts. So this is part one. Um, part two will obviously be next week. And, and that's pretty much it. So let's get into it. This is episode 11, Views from Venus, the matrimony. I'm excited for you guys to hear this. Don't forget to subscribe or leave a rating on iTunes. And let's do this. Episode 11, the matrimony. I'll catch you guys at the outro. Refresh the people them. Um, everyone, this is Lisa. Um, hey. I was telling her earlier because we recorded and it didn't save. I don't know what that was about. The devil's a liar. <laughs> but um, I was telling her that she's one of my favorite um, moms and wives to look up to. Um, she's Aww. a mother of two beautiful girls. Thank she's you. also a nurse. And um, my favorite thing when I look at them, because obviously you don't know what goes on between people's behind closed doors, mm-hmm. but they look genuinely happy. Um, we are that's so good. That is such a blessing. Yes, it um, is. Thank you. Uh, Lisa was telling us that she has been married for six years. It's yes, going on six. six years. Yeah, yep, six. six years. Yeah, six um, years. May 17th. Oh, yes. That's a blessing. She's married, been married for six years. Um, I asked her how long was she dating prior to the marriage? And um, do you want to give a little background check on that again? Please? Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it, like I was saying before, um, it wasn't a, a like a five year, six year thing. We did it in 2011 for a couple months, but like it had felt like longer than that because we were both so invested in each other. We hit it up very well. And then his focus was more on his passion of soccer because he was going pro at the time and had come back for a little bit to see the family and whatnot. So his um, mind focus was soccer, soccer, soccer. And I can't, I can't hate, hate him for that. That's his passion. That's what he was before we came together. So mm-hmm. um, as I was mentioning before, like Steve Harvey, there's a, um, a section in the book of act like a lady, think like a man, where mm-hmm. it's, if the man is not fully where he wants to be in his life, that you're not going to be his priority as his lady. So that's what I felt like we were. Not felt like that, but what, that's what it was, right? Mm-hmm. So um, we eventually drifted off and then we just didn't speak for like what was it a year and a half. I even told one of my good friends, I'm like, yo, don't ever let me go back to this guy again because the way he hurt me. Mm. But, you know, you know, as girls, <laughs> we're suckers for love. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So um, fast forward to 2012, like we reconnected and we met up and I just unleashed my feelings about him. And if you knew me before, like I was a really, really shy person, but I guess nursing kind of broke me out because mm-hmm. I you, you see a lot of things and you're just like you know what the things you're going through in life it's not that serious mm-hmm. so you just have to like toughen up and just let things be known because if you don't tell people how you feel they'll never know mm-hmm. and that's why communication like and marriage it's so huge if there's no communication girl I don't know what to tell you mm-hmm. but yeah so since we we uh, hooked back like hooked back up sorry in November then we were dating ever since um how'd you know that your partner was the one because you said that you hit it off like really early so what was it what was that moment that you're like this is the person that I can see myself being with well obviously the attraction we had like we're so into traveling um he's more athletic than I am I have like the I'm, some people might say slim thick. I have the thick body like, to go and work out, right? 
I wasn't like your personal trainer, like working on the gym three hours out of the day. No, I just like to go to the gym, sweat a little bit, know that I did something and come home. So he thought that was attractive in me. So we just, we hit it off in so many aspects, like our interests and we're both Ghanaian. Mm-hmm. We both have um, well-rounded families and we just, there were so many things that connected. Um, life before kids. Girl, okay, so <laughs> what life? Because if I tell you that we got married May 17th, 2014, and we celebrated our first year anniversary with a three-month-old baby. So what life? Oh, <laughs> so she, you, you have a life before um No, our was life. Like, your life before marriage was dating. Is dating, exactly. And then no. as you guys were married, you guys had the, the your first daughter. And oh, I didn't yeah. know that, you know. Yeah, so I don't know if she was a honeymoon child. I don't know if it was after the honeymoon phase, but girl, yeah, let me tell she you. She's definitely a child of love. Okay. Mm-hmm, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then how is it balancing, because you are a nurse, so how is it balancing the wife life, the mom life, and the work life? Because I feel like I'm not married and I don't have any kids, but I feel like the wife life and the mom life are two different lives. They're not one. Mm-hmm. Because you got to appeal to your husband in a certain way, and then you got to appeal to your kids in a certain way. So how are you able to balance all three of those lives? Honestly, when they say women are like, we have superpowers, believe it, because you just make things work. That first year Mm -hmm. of marriage, he was working in Kingston. So there was a bit of distance for like the first, I think, maybe six, seven months. Mm -hmm. So I was working my 12-hour shifts, coming home. And when I'm pregnant, like, I have the worst pregnancies. Like, I thank God I'm able to get pregnant and maintain it. But my pregnancies are not enjoyable. Mm. Like, I have vomiting. I have nausea from, like, six weeks pregnant until the placenta and the baby come out. That's my life. Mm. Like, I'm miserable. So the first year was just, like, it was a challenge because it's, like, now you have to adapt to being a wife. You're Mm -hmm. pregnant. You now have this, like... They call it hyperemis gravidarum, where it's just like you're constantly nauseous from the minute you wake up. The only peace I get from no nausea is when I'm sleeping, if I get oh. any sleep. So that first year was a challenge, but once I had her, it was just like, okay, now marriage is kind of not swept to the side, but you're now parents, right? Mm-hmm. So I had her in February, and it's like... You just it's a new adjustment we, adju- we kind of adjusted to semi living together at one point because he was moving back and forth from Kingston and then mm-hmm. he landed a job in December so by the time that I had the baby he was here so it's it was your challenging first year but sounds like a, yeah your first year sounds like a whole bunch of hustle and bustle it was go 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 from the beginning so it's and like there's little people... things yeah sorry go ahead I don't think people talk no I don't think people talk about um the the changes within your first year because I was talking to another friend about another married couple and um mm-hmm. they got married and bought their house in one year so they planned a big mm-hmm. wedding about she she was saying that that person was saying that they don't even understand how they did it that's what I'm they saying even... it's just like everything was go 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 like mm-hmm. you just didn't even have like a single chance to look back so sometimes I wonder I'm like well I know God has his plan right like he didn't obviously plan to have the baby that quick or I didn't or I hope I don't think he did (laughs) but like I if you hear my friends and the conversations I was having with them I was like I wanted to have at least a good two years to like establish Mm -hmm. that foundation right Mm -hmm. because that's what most people 
like what you want to do you want to be able to be like okay you know what let's have this straight before we introduce any kids because kids don't always make things like easier easy in mm-hmm. marriage and they don't so yeah balancing and then nursing like i'm working my 12 hour shifts oh geez um Girl. how's life with two now now you have two kids so how's life with two, two kids and they're both so funny and have so much personality they're me <laughs> they're me I'm extra uh, they're me and uh, I get frustrated with my firstborn because... <laughs> honestly it's such a blessing I love it you have mm-hmm. your good days you have your bad days oh the first one oh my goodness like I said she's me so that's just in a nutshell we bump heads but I can't wait to see how she is when she gets older and how she develops into herself she has a personality I'm glad. I'm grateful mm-hmm. that she can stand up for herself. She's outspoken. You have some mm-hmm. kids that are timid. I'm just like, no, I want her to go out into the world and let let them know that like she's who she is and she's not going to change Perfect. for anybody. Um, and the second one is okay, like learning so from that as well. Okay, so she's picking up the same so. personality <laughs> as okay. Oh, oh yes. It's, it's, it's so cute. cute. It's cute. So, and you can tell that they have personality, and you can Thank tell you. that they're growing up in a house with love. And I just think it's so inspirational Mm -hmm. to see um so what is the biggest misconception about marriage like um I feel like the public feeds us I feel like us growing up we have an idea of what we want our weddings to look like but we don't have an idea of what we want our marriage to look like um unless you grow unless Mm -hmm. you're blessed to grow up in a family that values marriage um, for me, now that I'm older, I'm realizing that when I look at stuff, I was more so emulating a wedding and not a marriage. Um, mm-hmm. And now that exactly, I'm older, yeah. I, want, I want the marriage more than the wedding. So mm-hmm. um, what do you feel like the biggest misconception about marriage is, especially now that you've reached, you passed the five mark. Like, I feel like if you could pass the five year mm-hmm. mark, like that is beautiful. So what's your biggest misconception mm-hmm. about marriage? Uh, misconception that it's all fireworks <laughs> and everything is bliss, girl. Oh my goodness, no! And that you're gonna be having porn star <laughs> sex three times a day. Oh man, <laughs> no! Just, like it's it, the way it's glorified in mm-hmm. the movies that we watch, and even in, on social media, like you we don't see mm-hmm. the negatives we don't see like the actuality of everything behind closed doors don't get me wrong like there's some people who like the, another misconception is that your relationship is untouchable because you signed mm. the contract no dead that mm. please no because there are some people out there male and female who are attracted to married mm. people they see it as a challenge they mm. go for them so don't think because you signed a contract that you're married to the love of your life that you, you're untouchable. No, you got to work that to much more harder it. to keep, to protect it. Because some people get comfortable mm. once they get married and you hear like the people gaining weight in the mm. first year of marriage and letting go of themselves. No, you got to keep yourself the way you were while you were dating because that's who your mm. spouse fell in love with, right? Like if you're a slim, like if you're like a fluffy girl and then you lose all of this weight and your husband now thinks that's unattractive, well, that's 
yeah, you're probably working on yourself and identifying things that you didn't know about yourself before. But if he finds you unattractive, that's cool. That's not who you yeah, fell in love with. You have to you consider that. Fluffy girl. Exactly. So, like, these are all the things that you have mm-hmm. to think about, right? You have to keep yourself the way you were and try your best. If you don't, whatever you were good at and now you're lacking in, he or she will find that elsewhere and that's where it brings mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. trouble and the infidelity and the unfaithfulness. Um, what is your favorite thing about marriage? Favorite thing? Um, there's so many good things like making your children obviously <laughs> the act of it is legal. <laughs> um, like just doing life with Mm. the one that you love like doing things and building with each other like honestly my husband has like broken me out of my comfort zone like in terms of he's brought me into the world Mm -hmm, of like mm -hmm. real estate and opening my eyes to taking risks and stuff that I honestly would not have never even thought of before that like I'm used to my parents working and hustling and hustling but their, the ambition wasn't there. It was just so like work, get your money, pay your bills. Work, get your money, pay your bills. Where it says with me and him, it's like, okay, we can work, pay our money and the bills mm. and then some. Put some money aside. Let's get this. Let's get this investment. So that's something that I've taken from him and I honestly appreciate because he's like opened me up to other things that I, I otherwise wouldn't have known. That is... So learning new things and just doing life with each other, honestly. It's so nice to be able to, like, adult and, like, do things the way you want. Because when you're living <laughs> with your parents, honestly, living with my parents was, like, ooh, that's another story <laughs> for another day. But just doing things that you want to do and not having to. But thing, what's your least favorite thing about marriage? Least favorite thing? At the end of the day, we're two different people, so sometimes we just clash. Like, I want something my way, and he wants something his way, and sometimes there's just no resolution. You just have to sleep on it, and the next day is something else. Um, like sometimes I'm so like I'm Scorpio, and I'm a Friday born. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we are stuck in our ways, so sometimes that's a challenge. But honestly, and people don't talk times about that enough. No um sometimes you just have to sleep it off if you have to sex it off if you have <laughs> to take time off and just take a break and reconnect but it's it's part of life it's, they always make it seem like because we we signed the paper or we did the contract that when two people come together they're really one i'm um, telling you like all their views are the same they're gonna agree it's and it's not <laughs> It's uh-uh. hard. There's two different people who were grown in two different homes mm-hmm. coming together to, to build a life. So it's like everybody has to unlearn and relearn how I, that's how I see it, right? Yeah, and it's a continuous learning process. It never ends. You never know everything and he never knows everything and vice versa. It's continuous. Lifelong. Lifelong. Mm-hmm. Lifelong learning experience. Oh, yeah. Um... Growing up, did you have any traditional views about marriage? And this is a new question to me because um, I'm realizing that a lot of women do get married, but growing up never aspired to marry or never never really cared 
to marry. So um, growing up, what were your views on marriage and has that changed from how you were when you were younger to now? Okay, so at the first part of the question, you said traditional. So are we talking about two different, like, so let's Tradi- say the same traditional. Tra- traditional views in terms of... Okay, traditional get, views. Getting married, w- wife, husband, kids. Um, growing up, the traditional view would have probably been housewife or, um, you know, the, the ideas that they kind of force in us mm-hmm. while we're growing older. Did you, or were oh, you just always okay, like... Okay. I want to be a wife. I, I I like that. This is what I want to be. Like, what were, how was it for you growing up the, around the whole marriage and wedding thing? So for me, so my parents have been married, oh my gosh, um, is it over 40 years? Mm. Yeah, over 40 years. Blessing. So already there, like, I already have the role model. I have mm-hmm. the example right there. So I grew up saying, I want this. Mm-hmm. I want to grow up to... I want to get a husband. I want to be already established because I think that's another thing that's important. Um, coming to a marriage, you, I feel, this is my personal opinion. Like mm-hmm, you should mm-hmm. have your, your ish together. Mm-hmm. Like have your money, have your, your job or whatever. I know sometimes it's not possible due to like life altering circumstances. That's fine. But at least if, if there's a mutual understanding, then okay, that's there. But have your stuff together. Um, mm. So, yeah, I always wanted to grow up and get married, have children, housewife. In this day and age, no. Never. No. Bills have you to be need, paid, sis. Exactly. You need a <laughs> double income to live comfortably. You used to live across the street from me, and then I noticed you moved because, you know, my yeah. area sucks. But I was so... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mind staying, to be honest, but... <laughs> I was so happy when you guys moved because I knew that you would be moving to probably a more residential area mm-hmm. will be beneficial for your kids because um for people who don't know i literally live on a street like i live on a main road i live on islington <laughs> i miss and... it i'm not lying to you i miss it no because you could just <laughs> walk and go you could just get exactly you were going for parks around the track you go for walks around the track yeah go to round tree park like there's you Girl. could just get up and go and, it's a and I was getting my hair braided down, down the street like <laughs> islington and finch so that was like walking mm-hmm. distance mm. i miss it i'm not gonna lie I'm just trying to life. How was um like buying property in your first year? Like buying? like marriage, like how was that? Um so we bought did we buy the condo across from me? We bought that yeah, before we got married and then mm. we moved into it obviously after. It was it was fine. Like like I was saying before when I say you have your your stuff together, like he had a rental mm-hmm. property in Brampton already. So that was already mm. a source of income. That was an asset that he had. I had my mm-hmm. savings. So it's like, you know, we started off good. Financially, we started off good. So in that aspect, like, that was fine. And then we just built from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, before I get to my last question, how important, um, you're, you're a God-fearing person. Mm-hmm. How I try. Important, yeah, we try. We try. Even I'm not perfect. I'm we're not, not perfect. perfect. We're not, yeah. Exactly. But how important are you finding is God in your relationship? If it's if it's not, you could also say that it's not. Like, but are you finding? Because especially when I keep talking to married people, they keep saying like the the first thing they draw back to is God. <laughs> it is. If you look at First Corinthians, uh, I don't yo my quoting skills. <laughs> it's okay. So it's terrible. Okay. They go, they but go honestly. Get it. 
yeah like the blueprint is right there and then if you have mm. god in your life i'm not gonna say that issues and complications and obstacles they won't come your way they will come your way and they will continue to come your way but if you have god in your life he will get you through it mm. just like the laws of our land like thou shall not murder thou shalt steal mm-hmm. that all is rooted in the bible the bible wasn't just like poof it's there and then that's what our laws mm-hmm. are made mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. no the bible is there for a reason so yes god comes first as long as you have god in your life you will get through things you'll get through the most challenging things the most like life altering and changing things you will get through it um how do you deal with the because like i like i want to ask you these questions because you're you're you've been married longer so mm-hmm. how do you deal with outside people in your marriage like um <laughs> maybe like friends or not even friends or maybe fat even family because people don't realize that like when you get married to somebody now you're now creating your own family so mm-hmm. certain things from like let's say your own your your mom or your dad you can't heed to that the way you probably would like to so how do you deal with like outside forces within your marriage outside forces so the one piece of advice that stuck out to me in my engagement is that do not let anybody know what's going on between the two of you Mm. the one person that said it I'm not going to name names or relations or whatever (laughs) that person said if you have any issues come to me I'm like irks no Mm. then how is that keeping that between myself and and my husband Mm -hmm. no See, you were smart so, to gather. She, someone gave you advice, and you took from it what you needed from the advice, and what exactly, you need from it, you left exactly. It alone. And that's another piece of, of advice that I have for those who want to get married or newlyweds. Take advice, and I saw. I think um, I don't know if it was um, Tamara that tweeted mm-hmm. it, and there was like a whole thread about taking advice. Mm-hmm. Married woman, you can take advice from anyone. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, the, just, married, the married, the married single women advice that we were, yes. we were, we were going back and forth. That. And I responded on that. I'm like, you know what? Hear advice from everyone mm-hmm. and take what you want from it because people have gone through things that you would have never known they've gone through. Mm-hmm. People see things and don't necessarily have to go through it, right? Mm-hmm. So people have wisdom and you mm-hmm. can't knock it down because, oh, you're married and they're single. That's so disrespectful. And you're not even acknowledging what they personally have been through. Mm-hmm. Just hear it, take from it what you want, and just move on. Perfect. And last but not least, what advice do you have for women who are aspiring to marry? Like myself, I do one day would like to get married. So you'd be talking to people like me. Um, mm-hmm. What, what advice do you have for people who want to aspire to marry, want to aspire to have the whole wife and kids thing going on? What advice do you have for them? Advice? So like I was telling you before that I was listening to your other episodes and you mentioned quite often about transparency. Holy, be transparent, communicate. Mm. Oh my goodness. So that's the two things that I always emphasize. Even like just mm. talking to my spouse, like just be transparent a lot of issues in relationships marriages whatever is because someone forgot to say this or Mm -hmm. someone omitted this but if you highlight and outline that transparency and communication are the like the most important things that you need to focus on and make yourself better at you won't be the like the experts in marriage but you will see that you'll have less quarrels you'll Mm. have less knickknacks you'll have less arguments the arguments, obviously, they're still going to be there, but you'll be better off. 
and knowing your love language holy mm. know mm. what makes you you and what satisfies you because if your love language is quality time and you've chosen someone who is an entrepreneur they're always on business trips they're spending six seven eight months out of the year away from you and you're not getting that you will not be satisfied mm. if your gift is quality uh, is if your gift um if your love language is gifts and your man is broke. Mm. It ain't gonna work. No. <laughs> <laughs> so honestly, you just have to know yourself. Know yourself. Mm. Know what you want, and don't settle for less. Because if you settle, you're not gonna be happy. You're gonna be miserable, and it's gonna show. Like Passport Cuddy said in the last episode, she said, "No matter what you want, don't waver." Mm-hmm. I enjoyed. Honestly, I enjoyed that podcast. All of them I've enjoyed. I was like, how did she get past my cutty? Because, whoa, she's, like, up there. Like, she's good. She's super cool. I love her. I've been following her, too. Ah, man. Well, Lisa, Mm -hmm. I'm so happy that you've been patient and you've given me your time and your perspective on um, marriage life. I'm I thankful that you even messaged me. To, I was no, like, what, I, me? You are, you, are my, you are one of my favorites. It was honestly, like, it was between you or Priscilla. I knew she was going to be the other one, too. And you should still yeah, get her like, perspective, too. Yeah, it was between you or Priscilla, mm-hmm. and I didn't know. She's going to hear this and be like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know who to pick, but I was like, I just love you guys both. And, mm-hmm. um, and I know that I always message you. I always mm-hmm. message you and I'm like, oh my I god, know. I love your family and this, 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 this. this. So I'm like, it has to be. If I love this, fa- if I love this family so much, why not get advice from you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm so happy. I wish you and your husband and your family the best. Thank you, um, thank you, thank you. I pray a millions of blessings over your family. Amen. I receive it. And I would, I love you, and thank you so much, sis. Thank you, and I love what yeah. you're doing for us. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. All right. You're welcome. Have a a good one. You too. Thanks. Hi, Eunice. Hi, Marissa. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fine. Can you hear me? I can. Yes, I can. Perfect. I'm just going to get into it. I don't want to take any more of your time. No problem. So, guys, this is Eunice. <laughs> <laughs> Eunice, do you want to tell any them about yourself? Like, uh, what do you do? Uh, age? Anything? Sure, yeah. So, as Marissa said, my name is Eunice. Previously, I think most would have known me by Eunice Case. Uh, but thank God, myself and Elvis recently got married. So, now my last name is Yeboah. Yes. So, it's Eunice, <laughs> Eunice Yeboah. Um, I work with the Ontario government as a senior policy analyst. I know that word may sound a little bit confusing or not <laughs> many people may know what policy is. Hopefully, one day I'll be able to get into that. Yes. Uh, but that is <laughs> my current profession. Um, I do a lot of work within Black communities. Myself and two other colleagues actually founded Canada's first ever Toronto Black Policy Conference last year. Wow, um, amazing. And, and recently actually just started uh, the first ever Canada Black Policy Network. So that's really exciting work that we've been doing. Do you guys have an Instagram page? We do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Yeah, plug um, it. Let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so let me get you the Instagram page. So we just recently changed our um, our name. So it's B-P-N-C-A-N. So B-P-N-C-A-N, short for Canada. 
that is our Instagram page. And we have a website, www.torontobpc.com. So you can find out all the information on our website and on our Instagram page. Ah. And also on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, so, you know, just a little bit more about myself. I recently graduated from, graduated from my master's degree in public policy last year from the uh, University of Toronto. Never really thought that I would get into this profession, but God directed me in this path, and I've been grateful ever since. I've been working a lot within Black communities, working for different levels of government, most specifically municipal government like the City of Toronto, and most recently with the Ontario Provincial Government, um, and have been doing a lot of work with Black youth, and so that's really my passion. Um, and so I'm just grateful that God has led me to many opportunities where I've been able to explore a lot of that work so that's just briefly about myself i love it (laughs) i love it and guys i don't know much about eunice either so for me i'm like whoa (laughs) i'm I'm learning as you guys are learning (laughs) oh that's crazy i'm 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 thrilled Mm -hmm. okay um i'm gonna i don't want to take any more of your time so i'm gonna get into it um by this time my listeners would have realized that um what the conversation is going to be about Mm-hmm. And so for you, um, mm-hmm. you're newlywed. Mm-hmm. You are my newlywed bride. <laughs> so I wanted their perspective of a newlywed, and you're newlywed. I think a week. Yes, <laughs> she's she's fresh, guys. Yeah, <laughs> she's fresh. So, um, how long did you guys date before actually getting married? Yeah. Um. So I just want to ask for permission quickly to just tweak this question just a little bit. Huh? Um. And just add slash courting. Okay. Um, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, well, Elvis and I met in total eight years ago. Um, we got to know each other for about a year, and then we dated. We dated officially for uh, seven years, which is why we always refer to our relationship and our marriage as coming full circle because it, it goes back to the number seven, which mm. means complete. So, yes, uh, we dated for seven years, but you have known each other for eight years. Um, why did you mention the courting part because of the one year? Uh, I mentioned the courting part. This is just uh, something that's I think more about... is very important. So yes. I like that you, you brought that up. Yes, yes. And preferably, I don't like to say dating. And I can get into this a little bit in one of your um, questions that will follow yeah. subsequently. But for me, a lot of the times when the word dating is used, there's there's usually a connotation or there's usually assumption that the two people are doing something sexually together. This may not be true for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But when we talk about the word courting, we talk more about, you know, and it generally means for one year, you're courting before you get married. So you're together or you're speaking or you're quote unquote dating or seeing each other with the intention of being married. And the reason why I use that word is because honestly, from from day one for Elvis, he knew like, quote unquote, he knew that he was going to marry. And for me, once we started to date officially or we became a couple officially, I had known that previous to that, if we're going to be official, then we're going to be married one day. Like, Mm. it's not about we're getting to know each other for the fun of it. We will be married. And so that's why I use the word courting purposefully because we were dating, quote unquote, with the purpose and intention of getting married in due course. Eunice, how old were you when you met him? How old are you now? And then (laughs) seven years ago. (laughs) So I was 20 when we met Mm -hmm. and now I'm 28. Did you know? So... I know that you said that you were dating with mm-hmm. the intention, not dating, but 
you were seeing people with the attention to marry. Yeah. So even at that age, as at 20, you knew that, listen, mm-hmm. the next person that I date, mm-hmm. it's th- that is great. Because yeah. I always preach about women knowing mm-hmm. what they want mm-hmm. and admitting to yourself yeah. that's what you want. Like, if yeah. you know that you want to date to marry, like, don't let, don't waver. Don't let anybody yeah. make you feel like it's a bad thing or, mm-hmm. like, if that's what you want, mm-hmm. that is super solid. Yeah. <laughs> um. How'd you know he was the one? Ooh, this question, the one. <laughs> <laughs> so to be honest with you, like Elvis will tell you, I was moving a little shady at the beginning. I'm like, mm, I'm not really, I don't want to be with anybody at this time. I don't really want to date because I've, I had previous experiences where I just didn't feel like there was anybody really that measured up. And I'm not saying measure up in terms of I have like a laundry list of things that, I, ev- that a man has to check off every point. Because that can be dangerous. That's not what I'm talking about. When I say measure up, I mean in terms of my purpose. Are we aligned? Is the purpose that God has given to us individually, does it complement each other? Where we're going, the direction that we're going in life, does it match? Does our purposes fulfill what God is calling us to do together? Mm. And so I had you know, met, I, I've been with friends with a lot of guys before, right? Not necessarily mm-hmm. dating them, but I had known a lot of guys and I always felt like it was either some guys would be intimidated by where I want to go career-wise or they felt like I was doing too much or or we're just, we were just out of alignment, you know? And mm-hmm. so with Elvis, because what the first time I met him, and this is something that I say all the time, like literally when this man steps into a room, mm-hmm. it literally just shifts the atmosphere. Like he just brings a particular particular type of joy and light and positivity into a room and so when I met him I said to myself I don't want to play games with him I don't want to you know just enter into relationship and start dating for the sake of it just to say that I'm dating somebody because previously I like to have you know a guy around just because I didn't want to feel that loneliness Mm. right but for him there was just something particular and special and just different, something that really set him apart from all other men where to the point now I say, like, I don't even compare any guy to you. Like, if you're unmatched, like, literally unmatched. <laughs> <laughs> and, so when, <laughs> and so when I met him, I said to myself, no, I'm not going to play games. And if I'm going to be with this man, like I said, it's going to be for the purpose of marriage. Um, and so for me, it was just really like, okay, I want God to heal certain parts of my of my of my life and my perspective on on guys because at that time I thought you know all guys are just they're just annoying they're boring mm-hmm, like I'm getting mm-hmm. bored of them nobody's keeping me engaged like I can't find anybody that I can chop up scripture with like I can't find that right now and so when I found that in in Elvis and I realized that this man literally without like doing anything he just brings out the giftings that God had placed in me that I was just leaving there to do nothing. And so whether it was in terms of ministry, being more involved in my church, singing, um, just different, different talents and gifts that God had deposited in me that I was just leaving doormat because every person that I came across or every man I came across was like, Eunice, don't you think you're doing too much? Or don't you think Mm. the career you want to do is a bit too much? And in my mind, I'm like, wow, I'm actually going to find a man that wouldn't be intimidated by where God wants to take me. And so when Mm. I saw that in Elvis and I saw that 
we just had natural conversations where we would talk every day. Like I didn't ever feel like I needed to, you know, like some guys I've had the experience where, you know, a guy would be like, Oh, good morning. And then if I didn't respond, like in the next hour, like, okay, why are you not answering me? I (laughs) I never felt that with him. It was like, he always understood. Maybe she's not responding because she's doing something, but I never felt like, okay, I need to like respond to this person's text because if I don't, they're going to think something else. Right. So it was always natural. And then the last thing I want to say that really, really, you know, solidified it for me is, you know, I, I did pray about it for sure. But one thing was that I never hid him from my parents from day mm. one. I remember the conversation. We have a mutual friend, friend that had an outdooring and we were standing outside. We talked for hours and my mom was at the part at the same um, outdooring. And she asked me later, who is that guy? And I told her, I explained like, this is, this is Elvis and you know, all the mm-hmm. other good details. And I never hid him from my parents. And previously I would not ever want want my parents to have met anybody that I had talked to in the past <laughs> but for me it was easy to just bring him home and they knew from day one that me and this guy are friends me and this guy are talking me and this guy are dating me and this guy are courting me and this man are getting married and so that's what truly truly solidified it for me that is perfect and like a blessing mm-hmm. and it's so especially like me yeah. um it's hard. It's hard to date a guy and feel like you're always too much. Yeah, yeah. That's like the biggest issue mm-hmm. or one of the biggest issues I have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> always feeling like mm-hmm. I'm doing too much or I'm mm-hmm. saying too much or my personality. Like I've had someone say to me, oh, maybe it's hard for you to find a guy because you're you're intimidating. You can be intimidating mm-hmm. to men. And it's yeah. like, yeah. why got to be intimidating? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. why can't I just be me? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, before we go into that, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the, I have, I have it here, like the influence of God in church in, in your relationship. Yeah. Um, uh, and I'm, I'm going to tell everyone what I, what I said to Eunice the day I saw mm-hmm. her in church on Sunday. Um, for my listeners that don't know, and Eunice hasn't listened to the show before, so mm-hmm. she doesn't First even know time. what she's getting yeah. herself into. <laughs> I'm very transparent with my listeners. Mm. Um, I, I have to say it. I always say, Eunice, if I'm not being myself, mm. I feel like um, the show's not going to work for me. Yeah. I have to be mean. I have to just say whatever I want to say. Mm. Um, respectfully, of course. Mm-hmm. So, um, you guys, I've, I've been going to Spirit Alive. That's the church I've been attending as of recently. Yes. And that's where I met Eunice. Um, mm. Eunice's husband is mm. our choir master. That he <laughs> does also graciously. I love it. Mm. And... Um, I've, I, w- I started attending last year mm. and um, I was those people that would be like every like once a Sunday, once mm. a blue moon. Like mm. um, I'm really trying to draw closer to God and become more spiritually connected. Mm. So um, I, I started going to the church and I liked the vibe of the church. It made me feel very at home. Um, nice. It made me feel like I could be myself. And once again, if I can't be myself, it's not going to work mm. in anything in, in my life. Right. Mm. Mm. So um, Elvis was one person that I, 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 every time I seen him, he was very nice, vibe with him. And then I knew that he was coming to get um, married. He was engaged to get married. And I have a friend named Angela who's mm. always talking about Eunice. <laughs> Angie. You know, she's this, she's that, she's that. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like Elvis is a great guy. So I can only imagine that mm. his wife must be great. Mm. Um, so wedding came I didn't I wasn't at the actual ceremony but I went to Thanksgiving the next day at Pentecost Mm. 
um, and that was beautiful. And that was last week. And then this Sunday, I went to church, and then I was really able to see Eunice because I had my glasses on. And everything. <laughs> so I was like, just um, looking at her, and I have this thing I do sometimes at church. If I if I if my eye catches a prayer for a woman, I like to study her. Mm-hmm. If I see somebody that's really like really connected as she's praying I like to like watch her just to Mm. just to see like what I can learn and then I'll study your movements to say like that's the person that I want to like model some like mirror like that's Mm. someone I want to learn something from Mm. so I was watching Eunice and she was dancing with Elvis and they were dancing and it was praise and worship and it was it was great and um and then tears came to my eyes oh and I was like this lady this lady moves so gracious you can just tell you could just tell like everything about her was so graceful. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to her. Mm-hmm. I have to talk to her. Cause I, I had already heard that you were um, a woman of God. Mm-hmm. I heard you know your Bible back and forth, back and forth. And then Angie said <laughs> that too. She's a very prayerful woman. Mm-hmm. That's her key point. Like she's a very prayerful woman. Like mm-hmm. she, she knows her Bible mm-hmm. back to front. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I knew that about you and then I seen you, I'm like, you could tell this is a virtuous woman as mm-hmm. you know, as oh, much as people God. say that, Yeah. but this is a real woman of virtue. So mm-hmm. I wanted to ask like how important for the, the listener, for the, the people who believe in God, mm-hmm. I believe that um, your partner has to be sent from God. Yes. He has to match your, he has to match whatever your purpose is. It has to be aligned with that. Yes. 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 So how important is your relationship with God in a relationship? Like, yeah how how like yeah. how does that work like do you have any tips for that any prayers for that especially for someone who know that you said that you you were dating and you you were finding these people to be like bored or lose interest in them so yeah what are the tips that you have for like a godly woman or a woman who aspires to be a godly woman yeah i would honestly say that you know everybody's growth happens at a different pace right Mm. and so i didn't i never just woke up and became uh, a godly woman as some may say or became a woman who was just passionate about a th- about the things of god i grew up in church i grew up in the church of pentecost went to church every sunday for probably like 70 percent of the time i didn't know why i was there but i was there because my parents were going i never had mm. an individual revelation or encounter or experience with god myself right and so i would just go um, until one day i was just in my room and I was I was listening to a particular sermon that's geared towards youth and it was talking about you know exactly my experience like we go to church as youth but we don't really have that experience with the finished work of Jesus Christ which is that he came to lay down his life he resurrected to give us life and therefore give us salvation and so when I finally became saved about eight years ago that's around the time that I actually met Elvis oh wow Um, yeah about eight or nine years ago when I actually became saved because I was just a churchgoer prior to that Mm. um, that's when I was like you know what everything that follows from my relationship with God or better yet everything that I do must flow from my relationship with God and what do I mean by that everything that I do needs to be founded on Christ. I can't, and my perspective in life as well as Elvis has has been now that we can't do anything outside of God. 
What does mm. that mean? If I have something that I want to do, let's say I want to date somebody or I'm interested in somebody. I know sometimes it may sound like a cliche when somebody says, you know what, pray, pray about it. When you ask for somebody's advice and the answer is pray about it. But even if I'm to sit down and give a woman advice or give a man advice, my advice may sound great to an itching ear. But at the end of the day, mm. you need to go back to God individually and get that you need to get that um, approval. You need to get that um, that response, that answer from God. And God always is speaking to us. Sometimes we're just too quick when we pray. We just mm. ask for things. We get up and we don't actually wait and listen for God and, and listen to God. And so one thing that I, I did intentionally is that I wanted to sit down in the presence of God and just be quiet for a second. Like stop asking God for so many things and just be quiet and listen to what God wants to pour into me. And so when you ask the question, how did I know? I didn't really touch on the prayer part, but it was really just understanding that God wants to pour something into us, but sometimes we're just not ready to listen. And so when I made that decision to actually hear where God wants to take me in terms of like basically every aspect of life, especially marriage wise, because honestly, you can you hear this a lot of the time if you don't marry, quote unquote, the right person. And I want to use that term very lightly because sometimes people enter into relationships or into, you know, courtship or marriage and then they divorce because they feel like, OK, this person isn't actually my soulmate. That's mm. another conversation for another time. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that's why it's important to be aligned at the beginning, right? And so if I'm to give any woman or even any man advice is make God your foundation. I'm not saying put on your Instagram or Twitter status, put God first and leave it there <laughs> and let it sit. I'm saying act like that, that be active mm. in your life because the testimony that even Marissa is giving to you, I just met Marissa yesterday. Okay. And for the fact that she's even able to speak like this, even I'm shocked, even I'm blown away, but I would never even take that praise and take it to myself. I would say it's mm. literally only God that can actually, you know, put into people's eyes who you truly are or who he can allow those people to actually see who he has created you to be in his image, right? And one thing I always say, and this is something that I can't wait to talk about, but one thing I always say is as a woman or even as a man, your highest calling is not to be married. I think this is something that our society mm. gets twisted all the time. So everybody's competing. Everybody's trying to get married before somebody else. Everybody's trying to have the biggest wedding. Everybody's trying to have the biggest ring. All that stuff is futile. Everything goes back to God. Everything is from God, through God, and back to God. So if anything that we're doing is outside of the purpose and the plan of God and you're misaligned, everything else is futile. And so why do I say that? Because I feel like this generation us women we're always competing why do i have to compete with my sister why do mm. i have to compete with my brother when god has called us to do very different things but mm -hmm. everything at the end of the day comes back to him if marissa starts a podcast and i want to start a podcast why do i have to feel like we're competing we're not competing we should be complementing one another and mm -hmm. so why did I kind of veer off track in that sense when I'm answering this question is because it's something that's so close to my heart where I feel like there's so much women out there that just truly can't really be happy for somebody else because maybe they haven't received maybe what that other person has gotten. But one thing that I thank God for that Elvis and I have been together for eight years before we got married is that 
we never allowed that competition mentality mm-hmm. to seep into our into our relationship because we had known he made it clear from the beginning which is why it's important to have a man that will communicate these things to you if he's not saying anything sis like don't be asking him what are we are we married are we going to get married are we like official like if a man can't communicate that there's a problem but um that's why from the beginning when he had already made it clear that you know I want to marry you one day I knew and we communicated as time went on that you know we're going to get married at this time mm-hmm. we're going to get married at this time and so that you know that was the assurance knowing that both of us wanted to ensure that our relationship from the beginning was founded on the solid rock and so when you look at scripture and you know the disciples in the book of acts talk about jesus is the stone that the builders rejected he has now become mm. the cornerstone what does that mean the cornerstone of a building holds the building up if you have no corner your whole building is going to crash all right and so and so we may not see the crashing with our physical eyes but spiritually your relationship can never and i'm going to say this and i'm sorry if it offends some people but your relationship can never flourish to the standard to the maximum that God wants to take it if you ex God out of the relationship because mm-hmm. what is the most perfect relationship that we that man has ever encountered can ever encounter it's between, between Jesus Christ and the church he literally came and laid down his life for his the church and so if my relationship in my marriage is not emulating that relationship that God you know first um that God first initiated with with his people then I failed I have literally failed and it's not going to go anywhere physically it may look great you can go on the best vacations you can do we can do all those things but if our foundation is not built on Christ the solid rock the wind will blow it and your house is finished what is that story that we learned growing up the three little pigs i believe mm-hmm, yes mm-hmm. and they blew the house down or whoever the wolf however that story goes right the enemy the will big come, bad wolf yes and puff and your house is down and so christ 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 needs to be the foundation the cornerstone which holds up the building and the roof that covers that mm. building and so that was our intention that has been our intention and i praise god that that will continue to by the grace of god be our intention because outside of the solid rock and i know this is a long-winded answer but i really wanted to get nope. into it i love it <laughs> but outside of christ the solid rock honestly it just can't it just can't it just can't period like we need god to be that foundation and putting god first means physically actively mm. listen listening to the to the voice of god tuning your ear in to what god has to say so that as he directs you as things go you know where you're what you're doing next you know where you're going next so that when outside voices are asking okay you guys been together for 3 years 4 years like what is he doing like is he marrying you we always felt like we didn't need to explain to people because between god ourselves our family we knew what it was you know mm-hmm. and so that has that has kept us going and that has kept us solid but if there's any advice honestly don't worry about what other people are doing i said this the other day if you're going to be comparing yourself and competing and you're driving in your car and you're always looking to your left and your right not looking for safety purposes but looking over your shoulder to see what somebody else is doing or quote unquote what god is doing in their life you will crash the car 
So focus on what God is purposing for you to do. And in due time, I also pray, and I'm sure my husband would say the same. We pray that God will fulfill the desires of your heart and give to you what you are looking for. If it is marriage, I pray Mm. that God will also open that door um, for any of our listeners. But yes, put God first, literally, and make him your foundation. I agree. Um, I spoke to I've spoken to two other brides mm. or wives. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's you know what? It's always the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's anyone that um I've spoken to, the last um wife that I spoke to, they've been married five, six years, mm. and she spoke about the importance of God in their relationship. And yeah. I just feel like nothing without God <laughs> yeah. can even work. Yeah. Nope. It doesn't um even. so I wanted to ask you like. I'm, I'm I'm glad that we touched on it. Um, wedding pressures and marrying during COVID. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How did that go? <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, <laughs> we started planning two years ago. Yeah, two years ago um, for the wedding. And I know a lot of expectations. Were, oh, my God. Like, people would come to me and be like, oh, my gosh, Eunice, I can't wait to come to your wedding. I can't wait to see the decoration. I'm coming to see the decoration that you're doing because you and your mom have been doing decoration for so long. Can't wait to see your dress. Probably all from a good place. Um, but we started planning two years ago. Uh, and, you know, like planning to the T, like there's so many like, you know, DIYs that I want to do by my do, to do with my husband, um, with my mom and all that. And so we were planning, 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 planning. But it was 2019, about, yeah, about the last month in December, where we went to church. So December 31st, we went to church and I just there was just something that wasn't sitting right in my spirit. I didn't know what it was. I'm like, okay, I'm excited for 2020, but something is not sitting right. I feel like there's something that God is trying to communicate. I don't know what it is that's coming in 2020, but I know that with every new decade, there's an assignment or there's something that that could happen. And so for me with 2020, understanding what that number means, like complete, complete, complete times two, I was like, okay, there's something that God is doing doing is going to do in this year and so I thought to myself okay well hopefully my our wedding plans are not going to be distorted Mm -hmm. lo and behold (laughs) things changed right and so at first I was kind of I was down I'm not even gonna lie I was down I was like oh my gosh I've been planning like I want to have my wedding at this warehouse like I just can't wait to have it at like this new place you know um that is like has like a new a different kind of vibe Mm -hmm. it's like a warehouse feel right and so I couldn't wait for that but at the same time, I remember people used to ask me, are you excited? Because they look at me and they'd be like, are you excited for your wedding? I'm like, yeah, I'm excited to marry Elvis. And I'm excited for the Ganyan traditional marriage, the white wedding. I'm excited. Yeah, but it wasn't the same excitement that I was using to say the first two things that I had said. And so mm-hmm. um, so people, I'm sure, were wondering, okay, like, like, where's the excitement for, like, you know, the whole white wedding or the reception? Again, something just wasn't easy, like something was uneasy, something wasn't sitting right. And so when COVID happened, and I was like, ah, okay, it makes <laughs> sense. It makes a lot of sense. And it's funny because two years ago, before we started planning, Elvis is like, we should do a traditional marriage and go home. That's it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, like I want to do, you know, a whole white wedding. I want to wear a white dress. And so when COVID happened, I was just like, wow, Elvis, like, you're, you're right. Like you, whenever you say something, like it ends up happening um, just the way that you say it. And so um, we, you know, obviously our plans got distorted, but one thing that I had put on my vision board last year, which was the first time I ever created a vision board and I did Mm. it with my youth ministry at church was 
just the word marriage it wasn't even about wedding it was Mm -hmm. marriage and I had that in the Mm -hmm. corner Mm -hmm. and so I thought to myself okay yeah I can't have the whole shebang I can't have the whole wedding day I don't and you can ask anybody I do not care about trending on Instagram I don't care about that (laughs) because at the end of the day if the relationship isn't solid going back to your previous question Mm -hmm. then all of that highlights and all of those things mean nothing and so I always thought to myself I don't care I don't want the flashy stuff whatever but I wanted to do creative things so anyway so when um COVID came and then everything got distorted I actually wrote a guest blog for one of my friends Michelle and I just wrote about you know even though our plans are not going as planned at least it's going according to the way that God planned it from the very beginning and so although I couldn't have you know the whole white wedding and people are like Eunice are you okay are you sure you're gonna be okay not doing that I honestly was filled with even more joy not having Mm -hmm. the whole white wedding than I was if I were to have it and so I said to myself I'm not postponing we are not postponing our wedding to 2021 and even if people are doing that that's great honestly everybody has to make a decision that works for them but mm-hmm. for us we said we're not moving our marriage to another year so that we can have a party like I want to get mm-hmm, married mm-hmm. to you now because we need to be married and we need to kick off what God wants to do in our lives together and so I didn't want to move anything to another year just because I also knew that To be honest with you, as 2020 has shown, there's no guarantee of anything. Things can change like this. Mm -hmm. And so if God has called us to this ministry, which it is a ministry of marriage, then we need to do it in the time that he has given to us. And 2020 was that year. So I wasn't going to think because I'm losing out, quote unquote, on the whole reception that I'm going to put my marriage on hold. And so God just did a lot of many different things that, really confirmed that no the time is now and so people are saying 2020 is canceled don't you don't have the power to cancel 2020 god Mm -hmm. already knew all of this was gonna happen and he created us to be able to push through this and to overcome these barriers and so 2020 has been a blessed year it may not seem as though it is but god is doing something where he's reshaping and he's changing his church and if we can just yield to him all other things will follow. So yeah, 2020 was the year that we knew we were going to get married and we did it because we're like, we're not going to hold, we're not going to hold on it just because we can't do things the way that we want to do it. Perfect. And before I let you go, mm-hmm. I've been battling asking you, asking you this question. I'm sure you know this, that I've said everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we ask it, ask it. it. I'm, I'm an open book pretty much. So okay. it's all good. Um, you know the reason why I didn't want to ask it only yeah. because um I felt like you touched so much on the influence of church. God in your yeah. relationship yeah. and church that yeah. it's so pointless to ask it because like you know what I mean like <laughs> but for yeah. um the for the women who yeah. want to live this life I feel like I would be doing a disservice mm. not asking um mm. sex before marriage mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. not having sex mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. marriage yeah. um listeners. I hate to put my girl on blast, but <laughs> she waited, guys. She waited. So I wanted you to give your perspective um, mm-hmm. and any tips or advice for women who might want to do the same. Even if, so, because there's some women who they've lost, they've had sex before, mm-hmm. but they come to a certain point with their partner where it's like, you know what? I know that you're for me. You're, you're, I'm for you. You're for me. Let's not have sex until we actually yeah. reach that point. Right. Great. So, yeah. What do you have to say about that? Yeah, so let me just be 
transparent and candid here. So mm. yes, I have had sex before marriage in previous relation in a previous relationship. Okay. But and so that was something and I just can't wait to get into all of these topics, but this that is something that really broke me because growing up I always said I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for my husband. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And when it didn't happen like that, I was confused. But then at the same time, like, oh, okay, God is going to use this story for me to encourage other people. And so when I met, when Elvis and I met, that's one thing that we said from the bat. That is not a negotiable. We are not having sex before marriage. Because for me, like, because of the experience that I've had, it for me, it distorts the relationship moving forward. And this is the experience that I've had. It could be different from somebody mm-hmm. else, for somebody else. But I always said, if I <laughs> sleep with somebody, I'm not marrying you. And I can explain that at a later date. But it's okay. I mean, if you have done it before, this is not mm-hmm. to condemn anybody. If you've done it before with your partner and you intend to get married and you're waiting, praise God. I pray that he grants you the strength to continue because it's very, very, very difficult. So imagine waiting eight years and people asking, like, are you sure you guys don't sleep together? Like, I don't believe you. Like, I'm sure you guys have done it before. And I'm like, no, like, there's nothing for me to lie about that. Yes, I'm a believer, but I'm not somebody that's going to make it seem like I'm all like holy, holy, holy. And I don't make mistakes or I don't sin like we all do. Right. And so for Elvis and I, we really were intentional that together, at the very least, irrespective of our past, that has been erased, that has been forgiven, that has mm. been deleted. Like, I don't even think about that. But moving forward, we're going to keep ourselves for marriage because we want to honor the temple that God has created us to be. And so just finding a man who actually waited eight years, like even two, a month is difficult. A year is mm-hmm. difficult. Three years is hard, but waiting eight years to actually consummate a relationship. And this is why I keep on praising, you know, God for Elvis, because I have never come across a man that would actually wait to have sex. And so, you know, I would just encourage you don't feel ashamed like you especially when christ literally comes into your life and shifts everything and gives you a new nature your new creation forget about the past move forward in your relationship with christ in your relationship with your your boyfriend your girlfriend and and allow the holy spirit to just keep the two of you together but one thing i will say before we finish off is don't use your own human strength Mm. to do that because it won't work. It's literally supernatural. <laughs> it's literally supernatural. Like it is only God who can actually keep the two of you so that you wait for that day that you consecrate your relationship and bring it before God. And so that's what I will leave with you. But don't be ashamed of your past. Just know that in Christ, your new creation and moving mm. forward, make that decision and the Holy Spirit will grant you the strength. But don't wait too long. If you're trying to get married, get married <laughs> because it's very <laughs> hard to wait and so yeah that's what i will leave with you but god bless you all for even taking the time to listen and thank you so much marissa for having me on here thank you so much for Enos, for dedicating your time to have this conversation um mm. you were amazing like angie said you would be and <laughs> i am eternally grateful mm-hmm. and i appreciate you and mm. before i let you go yes you guys, everyone's gonna have to big up Elvis. Yeah, big up Elvis Where one time. In the house, <laughs> please, Mister yes, Yabois. Yes, yes. Thank you guys yes, so much, and yes. I appreciate you. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much, Marissa. Enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Bye. Bye.
Hey boo things, um, it's me again, Marissa, and this is the outro. So, um, if you made it this far, thank you. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Like I said um, earlier, don't forget to follow the Instagram page, Views from Venus XO. Don't forget to use the hashtag if you're on Twitter, Views from Venus. Also, don't forget to write a review, leave a rating, or subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Music, Chrome, Amazon. All, I'm, I'm everywhere, y'all. I'm, I'm everywhere. So wherever you're listening to me, don't forget to subscribe and write a review. Um, yeah. So before I say my last little two cents before we, we I leave you guys... Until next week, I'm going to say the winners for um, our giveaway, or the giveaway. I had a little giveaway last week or two weeks ago. Um, just something for episode 10, just something to show a token of my pre- appreciation. I feel like I have the best supporters. Um, you guys, in, not only do you listen to me, but you engage with me in my content weekly. So I wish I could give you guys, I wish I could give all of you guys everything, but at the moment I can't and I could just do what I can. So this giveaway is for y'all and let's get into it. So there was three things. There was a $25 Sephora gift card, a Starbucks gift card and a Tim Hortons gift card. This is at complete random people. I didn't pick discriminate. Like, y'all know there's apps for this stuff. So this was completely random. And so the winner of the Sephora gift card is, general, can I do my own trouble? Hold on. Jimmy Joe. Woo! Ah, woo. So Jimmy Joe, um, Jessica, you are the winner of a $25 Sephora gift card. Um, the $20 Starbucks gift card goes to <laughs> the wife of life, <laughs> Pris Monroe. <laughs> You're getting so many, I've said your name so many times, <laughs> like planning this episode. So it's so funny that you've won something. So Starbucks goes to, um, Pris Monroe, AKA Priscilla. And last but not least, uh, drum roll again. Hold on, hold on. Goes the Tim Hortons. Hey, I suck at this, but whatever. Ten dollar Tim Tim Hortons gift card goes to Cindy Lou. So Jimmy Joe, Chris Monroe, Cindy Lou, um, reach out to me so I can mail you those things. Um, to anyone that participated, for anyone who posted the story, commented, or tagged a person under the Instagram page, um, you are appreciated. Anybody that posted it on their story, you are appreciated. Um, I am looking forward to doing more of those things. So this is just the beginning. So trust me, I got y'all. I know who my real supporters are and I love you and I appreciate you. And I cannot wait to show that to you guys in other ways other than good content. So that's that. Um, I'm just going to leave. I just want to leave this podcast or this episode saying that it's not by force to marry. Even though in the intro I said that I aspire to marry, I do understand that not 
every woman aspires to marry. And not every woman should aspire to marry. I am team women should do whatever the fuck they want to do. So if you aspire to marry, that's good. If you aspire to have a small wedding, that's good. If you aspire to have a big wedding, that's good. If you aspire to have no wedding, that's good. If you aspire just to live in a house with your partner, that's eh, 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 eh. <laughs> whatever anybody wants to do, that's on you. I support any, like, if you like it, I definitely love it. But as for me, at this moment, because people do change, at this moment, um, I would like to get married. So for me and for the women who would, I just felt like these conversations and the words that were shared with these by these women would just help. This is not, uh, oh, you're this and this age, so you got to marry thing like this is or oh you don't want to get married or what kind of woman are you this is this is not that at least like not from my guests and definitely not for me um whatever it is that anybody is looking for whatever it is that anybody wants to do whatever it is I'm all for it um but if this is what you would like to do I was just hoping that um Women would just, I was just hoping that women would find these conversations very helpful. So that's all I got to say. Um, I hope to see you guys at episode 12, um, part two of the matrimony. That's going to be with Mrs. Barbara and Casa and the lovely Chantel, who is engaged to get married, but by then we'll be married. So, um, that's going to be part two. And thank you for tuning in to part one. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. And I'll catch you guys at the next episode.